check one check two this is it welcome to the cannabis coffee hour <laughs> with your host me rob cantrell coming back for another episode with an amazing guest uh he wrote for joe para he actually wrote for the uh television show saturday night live he does stand-up comedy he just shot a special in buffalo give it up for my buddy dan lakata everybody what's up <laughs> thanks for having me dude oh no problem no problem just making sure everything's uh, focused what's up my man not much man thanks so much for having me uh, thanks for being on the Cannabis Coffee Hour. We're here at a restaurant called Milk and Roses in uh, Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Uh, and it's a beautiful, beautiful Wednesday. And I asked, I just, I knew you lived in Greenpoint. Yeah. And I was looking at the water and, you know, with sound, the sound could be off. They're doing construction on every inch of Greenpoint right now, I feel like. Yes. I can't wait to see when it's finally, when the city's finally finished, it's going to look <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it's going to look so red. I'm so glad that we just, uh, you know, all these trucks and all these buildings and all these walk-arounds is going to be worth it when fucking there's just water slides <laughs> and hang glide machines everywhere in this city hell yeah mm. yeah so the sound down by the water is a little tough i was thinking about putting you on a boat and <laughs> that would have been nice i haven't been on a boat in a minute that would have been uh real nice but yeah a logistical nightmare too i'm sure so yeah that is uh, well, well well there's a couple paddle boats and i want to do a uh, episode in prospect part on the yeah. paddle boats and you would have been perfect for it Dude, paddle boats are the bicycle of the sea and uh <laughs> i love a nice paddle boat oh uh, dude we would be popping wheelies right there on the water <laughs> going nuts doing some drifting doing yeah. some drifting i'll crank up the uh dmx and smoke some uh bodega weed out the back and we'll just rock the sea hell yeah and uh, some k2 some k3 are you are we, is that the spice drug like the fake weed yeah, yes do not do that kids don't do that i've known people that fuck themselves up with that stuff yeah. and uh yeah i'm not into the bodega weed i actually just had a little this is the cannabis coffee hour i know you're kind of going uh minor threat hardcore uh not drinking not smoking for a minute and i respect that not fucking either everyone forgets that's the third part of straight edge is don't drink don't smoke don't fuck but a lot of these straight edge dudes are fucking and they're posers if you ask me yeah 100 <laughs> percent, i heard about ian mccott getting the hand job <laughs> <laughs> he was the guy in the theater that uh, was on the date with Lauren Boebert, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was. I think he definitely handed her the vape pen and got the... Uh, <laughs> at the I mean, I hate talking politics, dude. I've been yeah. trying to steer away from... Dan will steer right into politics. Social politics. You go right in. Uh, but me, I'm trying to stay off of it. But the Bobert stuff, and I'm totally anti-January 6th, any anti-Proud Boy. I'm not fucking with any of those zones. I'm flying, I'm flying a spaceship, not trying to take over the spaceship uh, government. But I respect everybody, and I'm not on this planet to judge. But Bobert, yeah, she went, she went hard in the paint that she night. Did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. I, I haven't seen the Beetlejuice mu musical, but I mean, it sounds like something that would get me all riled up, and I would, I would. You gotta take some flash photography of a Beetlejuice on the road 
Broadway rendition <laughs> 20 years later. Yeah, man. Just uh, that number. What was that number in the that like um, kind of Calypso type song in the movie? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, coming in time. Okay, everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, it wasn't part. Beetlejuice wasn't a part of my childhood. It was a part of your childhood. Uh, I saw, it, I saw it on like Disney Channel when I was uh, probably like seven years old, and it kind of freaked me out. I was it was it was a little too freaky for me when I first saw yeah, it. Yeah, Tim Robbins is emo goth. Evo, like like he, they found him like smoking heroin in the Lower East Side or something. Oh really? No, Wait. no, just his style. <laughs> oh, Tim Burton. Sorry. Tim Burton. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not Tim Roth. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tim Burton's uh, artistic directorial style yes. is very dark and edgy, especially at that time. And it still transcends. Yeah, very goth, like yeah, gross. Uh, yeah, totally. Nightmare Before Christmas too. I saw that when I was like four or five years old, and I was just like, it gave me nightmares before Christmas for for real. That <laughs> shit freaked me out. <laughs> what was Nightmare Before Christmas about? I uh, I don't even remember. I kind of Eternal Sunshine that whole yeah. movie oh, but it's, it's like claymation there's like a, a skeleton and oh yeah 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 halloween that, i don't was know. it pixar no pre-pixar pre-pixar it was claymation not computer yeah and so. kids would eat acid and watch something like that as a as a sketchy teenager definitely that was definitely put on the uh uh, Dark Side of the Moon album. Yeah. And watch, uh, what is it, The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's definitely got some emo growth. Uh, definitely. My When I was in college, my one roommate was like trying to get us to eat acid and watch uh, Scanner Darkly. You know, that that one? that that What do they call that? Rotoscoping? Where it's like... Uh, it's like this animation style. I don't know, man. Yeah. But I was like... D- I. I I was like, dude, I'm not going to... No. I'm not going to fucking do that. I'm sorry. He's just always trying to get us to do that. I'm like, you go... Faces of death. Yeah. Yeah. All that kind of like super... Like mixing psychedelic drugs. That is something as a teenager. And a lot of your... uh, Dan Licata is one of my favorite comedians here in New York City. And Joe Pera, the whole vibe, the whole team. Shout out Joe Firestone, who's been on this podcast. Uh, Joe Pera... Uh, but yeah, your comedy has always had like a, a different edge than Joe's actually. Like you definitely have some emo goth. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. A lot of my jokes are about like, I took, it's like a mad lib. I took this drug and watched this movie, you know, fill in the blanks. And that's like an easy formula for, for my humor. I feel like. <laughs> mad li- you can't top mad lib style of writing. It's just fun. It's always funny whether you put something bad or good in it. Yeah. But no, I, I'm definitely in the same camp of mixing the uh, cauldron of comedy as much as possible. Uh, and especially in these times and ages, like I'm doing more and more weirdo shows and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about getting a beat machine and I'm just trying Dude, to mix it up. Yeah. Uh, I just saw, you know this band Godflesh? You ever hear them? No. God smack. Okay. <laughs> Even heavier than God smack. I just saw yeah. him this past weekend and fully lost my hearing for a full day. But it's like this industrial metal where they have like a drum machine and it's like these, these like almost like old school hip hop beats, but just the heaviest music on top of it. These like demonic vocals, but you can kind of groove to it. You should check it out. It was, it was totally sick, and I. 
like I said, I like got like temporary tinnitus. I thought I was going deaf for like a full day, but God it was so flesh. sick. Yeah. God flesh <laughs> coming from Norland. We have an 808 <laughs> drum machine and a death metal guitarist. Yeah, it was fucking sick. Uh, yeah, they sound auto. I mean, the vibe sounds. I know Mugash. What's that one? Mugash. M- M- Mogwai or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's some like super. No, there's Mogwai, and then there's uh, another metal band that's technically like really good. But this sounds. Music has just gone way out there. How'd you find this band, Godflesh? Um, I feel like. God, I don't know, man. I don't know how I discovered some. Somehow, Spotify like heavy or YouTube heavy? Is it friend heavy? Is do you have a? Uh, because you definitely played in a bunch of punk rock, like DIY type of venues. Are you on yeah. a mailing list that has the good shit? You know, I feel like it's like so. Okay, so here here's how it'll work. I'll be, uh, like there's this band Napalm Death, who's this grindcore band. I know them. Yeah. Yeah. So he was one of the original members of Napalm Death, but then went off to do this industrial metal shit. So. It's kind of like, you know, you look at the family, you, you hear this band that you like, you look at the family tree, start looking at like, what all right, what did he go on to do? And then you start looking up similar bands to that. And it just sort of like, I get very obsessive over like one hyper like specific genre and I'll just listen to that for like a month straight and then like move on to something else. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And so right now you're going heavy metal, uh, industrial yeah um and you're saying do you listen to oh so napalm death is fast and then power trip right yeah so power trip that was joe's boy that was my boy too you know that cat and Um, i listened to them and he's like this wiry he i say is or was i know he's past respect but i do think you should talk about dead people in the present tense okay like i think it just brings their spirit but so his his like uh he has this wiry, like, uh, wiry, soft, nice thing, and then would play this just powerful metal music. Like, yeah. Like, almost more, if you think Metallica's heavy, you don't know shit about Power yeah. Trip. Like, it's a heavy thrash metal. It's, it's thrash. Yeah, they were, like, the best thrash band to come around in a long time, I feel like. This, is, this band here, Fugitive, this is blake from power trips new band definitely check them out shout uh, out blake shout out blake shout out riley uh r.i.p yes um, r.i.p the man truly uh but it is they were are they because i don't know the dude I, but i i do know metal enough like uh like my next door neighbor shout out jeff sherlock opened for metallica in the speed metal band oh, called sick. nosferatu oh yeah shit. jeff sherlock was like back when he these kids rode fucking dirt bikes and had nunchucks and would beat you up and he was that dude but he had good music ta- like he turned me on to a lot of early metal like i saw some early cool metal so i know i have a little bit of affinity i mostly listen to hip-hop yeah but uh the artwork with metal i love i love the graphic design I love Heavy Metal Magazine, the cartoon. I love, yeah, I guess it's a little bit of sci-fi fantasy wrapped into the metal world. Would totally. Would you say? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And there's somewhat of an escapism to it. Definitely. Uh, what, why do you like, like I heard something about like heavy music actually brings your blood pressure down. Really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, like listening to... 
like that type of shit. That's why these like teenage boys are all stressed out because their dad's been taking the belt to them since 12 and they just want to listen to heavy metal in the car because it brings their blood pressure around Interesting. trying to make the SAT. I could, I could totally see that. <laughs> For me, sometimes it's like... It's like a it's like a second cup of coffee, you know. Yeah, I, like is. you know, I just I feel myself just sitting there, like you know, powering up, getting ready to like. Let's get it know, done. Let's get it. Let's get it going. Because um, you did a comedy special, you had to get it done. You needed some coffee. Yeah. Go get them energy. Yeah. So I guess I could explain the concept of the yeah, special. Let's go, yeah. Let's go into the special. We can go metal. I'm sorry, I got you oh, off of dude. metal music. Not at all. Let's yeah. go metal music and then the special. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the concept for the special, I shot it at the high school that I went to in Buffalo for an audience of teenage boys, <laughs> and uh, you know they were actually a really fun crowd. Like they laughed at everything I thought they would laugh at. They were confused by everything I thought they were confused by, and um, yeah. Which I mean. Sorry to, uh, forgive me if this is uh, embarrassing at all to bring up, but you, well, I was 15 when I saw you perform uh, for the first time. Ah, oh, dude, and I always loved the story. Yeah, I, I saw, always loved the story. Rob was one of the first comics I ever saw perform live, opening for Mitch Hedberg, and I'll never, I still remember, like, several bits from your set that night, like, oh. the, not to do your own material to you, but the one bit you had about, like, how surfing is the only sport where an animal might come out of nowhere and fucking kill you. <laughs> like, that was such a great bit. Oh, thank you, Dad. Yeah. Thank you, man. Uh, yeah, that theater, RIP, my man Mitch, mm. Hedberg forever. Uh, yeah, the more time that's passed from doing that tour, the heavier it is. You know, it's just like, wow, I got to tour with that guy. Yeah. And that and and that you and Joe were in the audience, and you guys are like my favorite young comics. And I think what you did with Joe Perez's television show was something amazing, and definitely inspired me. So just hearing that, dude, uh, yeah, to hear that theater. Do you remember that theater? Yeah, it was sick. It had like the oldest organ. It had this giant yes. organ and shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the weird thing about that show, the Buffalo show with Mitch Hedberg, is I was with Stephen Lynch. And last minute, Stephen Lynch got some Broadway show and pulled out. And it was towards the end. Mitch was like on a lot of you know, smack, as you know, that you saw what was happening. But it was just me and Mitch on the bill. There was no Stephen Lynch. And uh, they, it was the last time I saw him. Wow. That I was the that. last time I saw him. The last time we performed, and that was after like five years of like, I opened for him when I was like two years into comedy, and then I three years I got on to last comic, and then we circled back, I got to do that tour. And he was like, yeah, not to go into Mitch, but Mitch was like, uh, you know, comedy has a lot of dicks. Yeah. <laughs> and Mitch wasn't a dick. Yeah. Mitch was cool and creative and kind uh, and had his own demons. But in terms of like vibes, he was like one of the best vibes to hang with. I totally, you could totally sense that. Yeah, he just seemed like such a a genuine, sweet dude. Um, yeah. And like seeing him live was like seeing one of your favorite bands live too, because it was like, I, w I want to hear him do, you know. The elevator joke. I want to hear him do the Dufresne's joke. Yeah, I want to yeah. hear, you know, you want to hear the greatest hits, but like, you know. Any other comic, I feel like if you saw him live and they're doing shit you've heard before, you'd be like, I already heard this shit. But with him, it was like, 
hell yeah dude and <laughs> we were, like, me and joe like had to ask our dads to take us because i was 15 joe was 16 like you know we needed like parents to yeah, our parents yeah, would drive us there. yeah yeah and like i remember we were sitting down and the first thing my dad says he goes uh so is this like gonna be drug humor <laughs> and i remember i was like uh i don't know not really and then i remember you told a joke and I didn't really understand it at the time because I was 15, but you said something to the effect of, like, I don't do cocaine for two reasons, 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. Do yeah. you remember that? <laughs> that was a b- building bot joke that I always had, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember my dad looking at me like, so it's not drug humor, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would definitely do drug and sex humor and everything. Uh, but, yeah, that was an old cocaine joke. Uh, and sometimes I'm like, I wonder why I never went mainstream. <laughs> and then I look back on some of my jokes I'm like, oh, yeah, I did have like kind of a loud edge to it. Uh, I, I do remember thinking at the time, like, I'll understand what this means one day. <laughs> I was like, yeah, like, but it is uh, a good joke. It's yeah. an anti-cocaine joke. It, it is. I was trying to tell the kids it wasn't cool. Yeah. No, I should. I should have listened to you. dude. <laughs> <laughs> you had a rough night <laughs> in your 20s. In your 20s and 30s, you kind of enter cocaine uh, worlds. That's when it's kind of like around. I never did it. That, that was the one thing that I, I, I regret. <laughs> I gr- uh, Mitch offered me coke one time, and I didn't do it with him. Yeah. And now that he's dead, I'm like, I should have had one night of just staying up and talking with him. <laughs> that would have been an interesting guy to do. Yeah. To do coke. <laughs> I really, I, I kind of... When I was in college, there was like a two-month period where we were going through it, and we'd always do it off. Uh, I had this DVD; it was all of Spike Jones's music videos. And I still have that DVD. I got that DVD. It's sick. But yeah. for whatever reason, that became like the surface that we were always doing lines <laughs> off of. And one day, I like left for class, and I had a few. There was a couple lines on there. There was more than a couple lines on there, and then I came home. And my roommate was pacing back and forth while watching the the video to sabotage uh, by the Beastie Boys. I was like, I was like, dude, did you do all like four lines of blow that were on that? He's like, I wanted to watch the uh, the sabotage music video. I was like, God, what the fuck, man? He was just tweaking. (laughs) Come on, everybody, it's a sabotage. Uh, That is a great DVD for young filmmakers. So you were probably doing it just right. Uh, I still have that DVD, and I still want to watch it again. Um, All those early... Uh, Spike Jones just like killed it like in terms of he just did all the things that we like with this I do have a little bit of a fish eye oh our food is coming check this out oh shit uh, what do you oh, have yeah. we got, got the th- bacon and egg oh, this is amazing milk and roses this is a uh, peanut butter and jelly French toast holy shit oh yeah uh, with I a little just, flower on top too a beautiful flower this is amazing thank wow. you uh, and then you have, you have, oh my, that looks awesome. I got the tomato, egg, and bacon breakfast sandwich, and I gotta say, I'm happy with my choice. No regrets there. Uh, yeah. Let me just take a, I'm, I know this is cheesy, and I never take pictures of my food, but I am trying to uh, acquire just a little bit of B roll, and I think. This is one of those times, like, when I'm in the editing booth, I'd be like, why didn't I get a picture of that motherfucker? Oh, yeah, get, get a yeah. good. 
This is video. Snapshot of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've got some bacon. Get we got some, some zooms. Rula. I like how they did that egg. And then the cilantro and the egg and the yolk and the big fat tomato, a big slice. There's the Zoom recorder. Okay, here's the PBJ joint. Okay, that's enough of that. Enough of that. Eat, Dude, eat, yeah. eat. That J, that J looks damn good. That looks like fresh J. Oh, my God. Fresh jam. Strawberry jam. Wow. This is like this crazy Italian place, but they have a great brunch. And you can see we got this whole backyard. It's a Wednesday. Um... We're eating French toast. We're, uh, yeah. And you're having a sandwich. I know I'll talk and eat and eat and talk. Uh, but what do you have? What is that? Do you, you have, look at that bacon. I mean, this bacon, I'm not, not to, not to be one of those guys, but this is some damn, damn good looking bacon. You could tell this was ethically, ethically made. They treated, they treated the swine fairly. You could you could absolutely oh, tell yeah. just by clean the glisten. Swine. The yeah, fun, the, the the pig had clean toenails. Ooh, and do you think that's oven? You think they did that? I think that's baked. Yeah, this shit looks. This didn't come off a griddle. This was this was baked for sure. Baked. The thing about baked bacon. Do you ever bake bacon? Have not, you gone through it? Dude, I haven't. I haven't baked bacon. I, I gotta try it. Yeah, you never go back, but it does take. Uh, 15 minutes but you never go back once you do i mean you do <laughs> i still do it i try not to eat crazy bacon but I, last weekend i did do waffles and i made some fucking oven bacon and for some reason in the oven the grease just cooks the fat like it cooks it all out it's not like slobbering all yeah the yeah place. it doesn't come off dripping yeah, yeah this looks clean man clean and mean clean and mean and then a good tomato nothing that's i do love and Dan, look, you are Italian, right? I am. I am Italian, indeed. and I and and this is an Italian restaurant. And I am. I love fucking big tomatoes. I love slices. Shout out to Joe Para. Mm. He, I know he likes tomatoes. You know his ass love a good heirloom tomato. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking <laughs> for. Heirloom, yeah. heirloom uh, tomato, and those are some fat heirloom. Dude, tomatoes. yeah, there's some juicy, juicy buffalo. Do, does buffalo got good tomatoes? Yeah, uh, I feel like Buffalo, I mean, Buffalo has incredible pizza as well. I feel it like Buffalo is not talked about when it, when when the big pizza debate happens, I feel like Buffalo gets overlooked, but let me just, and when I say Buffalo pizza, folks, I'm not talking about pizza with Buffalo chicken on top of it. That's mm -mm. not what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm talking about regular pizza that's made in Buffalo, New York. Mm. It's geographically half like midway between new york city and chicago and i feel like the pizza reflects that the dough is a little bit thicker but it's still soft it's not like this hard fucking crust like detroit style or whatever yeah. it's 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 really good uh, it's, um, and it's, it's heavy my on sales the pitch yeah it's heavy, heavy on, the, on cheese. the cheese but it's not like a deep dish yeah it's like heavy on the cheese and then yeah your crust is like super fluff and they go doughy doughy on the crust now, what's the buffalo sauce? Does it have a little extra spice, or they go thin, or they go little sauce? Uh, a, a fair amount of sauce, mm -hmm. uh, but it's it's just good tomato sauce. Nothing too, yeah. No, no extra spice. Just no extra, good, yeah. good clean sauce. And then you get you get some wings to go along with it, and you just uh, have have a little night to yourself. The second after I filmed the special, I was being like. Yeah, I was being real, real crazy. 
uh, diet. I was eating like a rabbit the entire month leading up to the special. And Staying then lean and mean. That night, I put back probably six slices of pizza and ten wings easily, and it was the best best night of my life, dude. Oh my god, how many labats went down? Ooh, yeah, probably about uh, nine to ten labats if I had to estimate. <laughs> Official sponsor of the Bills. Dude, you yeah. know I know what's up with Buffalo. If you're talking Labatt's, <laughs> you know this kid, if he housed some wings and he had some pizza, there was definitely a Labatt's that went down. You gotta. His mom was drinking Labatt's. His dad's drinking Labatt's. Everybody's drinking Labatt's and eating wings up there. In the best. No, we talked deep. No, what it was I was talking. I did a podcast about the song Party All the Time by Eddie Murphy. Yes. Which... If anybody knows, the biggest rock star out of Buffalo is Rick James. Yes. Rick James and Ani DeFranco is what you Buffalo has. Uh, Goo Goo Dolls, don't forget. And the Goo Goo Dolls, don't forget. Yeah. Uh, There's but, this, <laughs> sorry, what? it just reminded me of a Go ahead. story. There's this one time in high school where they told us that we were going to have a special assembly on Friday and that a special celebrity guest was going to be there. So, sorry, I told this story right as I started eating bacon. That was really rude of me. I'm sorry. No, it's uh, it's it's DIY. Yeah. If you don't, if you got a problem with that, um, <laughs> call the cops. I don't know. Um, eating pot. This guy's eating bacon on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they told us they're like, all right, we have a special assembly on Friday. It's gonna there's gonna be a special celebrity guest there, and everyone's like, oh my god, who's it gonna be? The rumor mill started like. By the, by the time Friday came around, everyone was like, I think it's Jay-Z. I think Jay-Z is going <laughs> to come to our school in Buffalo, New York. And then the uh, the assembly happens. In the How p- old were you? What grade? I was Eight? probably like 10th grade, 10th like grade. Oh, yeah. 13. And then the principal was like, all right, here he is, your special celebrity guest, Robbie Takak. And then there was like a couple second pause, and everyone was like, huh? She goes, the bassist from Goo Goo Dolls. And then he comes out, and you could just hear this audible, "Ah," like, (laughs) like groan of disappointment. I felt so bad (laughs) for the guy. But it's just, it had been hyped up so much, you know? Here's a song that you probably don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't want. Just the bass line. (laughs) 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 Boom, boom. <laughs> they sent the basses. Yeah. They sent the basses. Uh, but he probably had a good house in Buffalo. Oh, Robbie's I'm sure. house has a, probably got a cool crib in Buffalo. He's got some snowmobiles. Robbie, Robbie Goo's definitely got some snowmobiles. Maybe like uh Yeah, like a uh, a little half pipe in the backyard or something. Yeah, oh, snowboard has, yeah. snowboard half pipe, yeah. Oh, snowboard half pipe. He's probably got yeah. He's probably got a good uh, recording studio. Other cats come in there, hang out. Probably has a good life. Uh, yeah, in Buffalo, yeah, Rick James had his own studio, and they recorded in Buffalo. Yeah. Because you can ball out in Buffalo. You, your, your dollar goes a long way there, for sure. Um, I, I definitely have those midlife crises every couple couple weeks in living in New York, being like, man, I could be living like a king. If King. I just moved back, packed it up and moved back. It's almost back got west. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, up north. Uh, but I did live in Buffalo for a while. I did c- like a construction type gig, and my buddy from no college idea. was 
started a company where he was getting recycled wood and he was buying like foreclosed houses and then pulling out the wood and selling the wood to like, you know, Colorado. I'm going to build my, you know, ski cabin. Oh, shit. Uh but I don't know what happened to that business, but I did like two months in Buffalo living and drinking. And uh, I, I was just hired to like total like wreck houses and pull wood out of it. Yeah. Um, but I had a blast. I had no idea, man. Yeah. Just for a couple months. It was it was I say I, I did it to go into New York. Like the first time I moved to New York, I took the train in and I lasted like three months. But I made money. I made like three grand from doing that like job. And then I went in, and then I just got my ass kicked. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, there's just, like, Buffalo and New York City, there's a thing. I feel like uh, the, the like, big par- the big park in Buffalo. Fuck, I'm going to sound like a, a moron here. <laughs> Delaware Park in Buffalo kind yeah. of feels a lot like Central Park in New York because it was designed by the same guy. I want to <laughs> say it's not Frank Lloyd Wright, but it's... <laughs> Some guy. He's like that. No. I don't know. They say the same thing about Prospect Park. Like the Prospect Park, this is the same guy who did Central Park. Yeah. What's his name? I don't know. I don't know. They <laughs> should have named, named it after yourself if you wanted us to remember your name, dude. You know? Yeah, that's well. what I was thinking. Is like Buffalo, they did what we were going into beautiful houses downtown. Now, we didn't do those, but there were like these huge porches these old like 10 bedroom houses that were selling for almost nothing because it's all mixed up but uh yeah you could ball out in buffalo with a little bit totally man you get uh, i feel like uh you know once once my parents you know finally kicked the bucket um you know you're gonna move back <laughs> yeah that's the only reason i'm not living in buffalo is because i don't want to live in the same city as my parents but as soon as, as soon as mike and jane bite the dust i'm back baby <laughs> i'm gonna take him back my territory only too many only so many lakatas can live in live in the same city i feel like yeah oh damn dude that uh, come the milk and roses get the tomato uh egg cheese and bacon sandwich dude that's some what kind of cheese provolone i think Ooh, some yeah. sharp ass provolone some sharp ass provolone but everything you put an is. eye out with this provolone it's so sharp dude uh that's some sharp provolone. sharp ass provolone does buffalo sharp cheddar uh do they have buffalo sharp cheddar i know vermont has the has the cheddar game like vermont and wisconsin yeah had the cheddar game Provolone, yeah, you might have to go to Italy to get get some provolone. Same thing if you're gonna get some Swiss cheese, you gotta go to Switzerland. Yeah, yeah. that is some sharp provolone, dude. I have a pretty high tolerance, but man, that that'll put some hair <laughs> put some hair on your chest. Uh, you ever been to Italy, dude? I have. Great coffee, loved it. My brother yeah. worked for the Navy, and he was working in Northern Italy. And I got to go up there. I also, uh, yeah, I performed in Amsterdam. I did the High Times Cannabis Cup in Amsterdam in 2007. And they got me a room, and I had to uh, write an article. That's how I got I didn't get paid much, but I got to get paid by writing an article about it. And then I went over to see my brother, and I visited. I visited Rome. Yeah, I, I loved it. I got the style. I love Europe. 
Italy's dope, but it was northern Italy. The food was amazing, but I the the thing that I loved was the coffee. I love good coffee, and they I mean the espresso game is just ridiculous. Yeah. And the marble, in the marble bars, like I love that. Like just oh, I'm gonna just mosey up to this little bar that's stationed everywhere in the city and take two shots of just like so you're just wired the whole time wired the whole time nice. walking talking with family <laughs> taking dumps the whole thing <laughs> sounds beautiful man yeah it was yeah. uh it was a blast have you been there no dude i really it's on my it's on my list uh i feel like as a as an italian i should i should go to the yes. motherland at some point i just I would love to go on someone else's dime, you know, if possible. True. Um, That's how you got to mix it into something. Yeah. But you didn't go. But didn't Joe Para? I did a couple gigs with him, but didn't he go to Europe? Did you get to tour with him in Europe at all? Did you? Go I to- did not. Yeah. No. Yeah. He had. Um. He did London, uh, Ireland. Yeah, he did the he did most of the UK and then I think a few other cities like Copenhagen. But you were getting remember. married and you were doing yeah. Yeah, I had other I had my own shit going on, you know. But I do know. Yeah. yeah. That that yeah, I, I really only got to open for him. This makes me sound ungrateful, but I, I got to open for him in all the places that you would like Houston, Texas, and uh, Boise, Idaho. I got to go to some cool places too, but uh, not like not like Copenhagen. <laughs> no. Not Copenhagen. I feel bad. I not Helsinki, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I did. A, I, I feel bad because I, I think you were out of town is when I got to do it because I did Buffalo. Yes, <laughs> I was on my honeymoon. You were yeah. on your honeymoon trip. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, and what was that music venue there? We did. Did you do Town Ballroom? I think we did the Town Ballroom. Yeah. yeah it was nice. Yeah, it's a cool spot. Cool spot, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was definitely... Lo- that was, like, one of the first gigs right out of the pandemic. I didn't go hard in the paint with stand-up during the pandemic. Did you? No, I was, like... Um, I was at SNL at the time, so I was, like, that didn't really afford me the time to, like, do stand-up. But also, it was a little sketchy, like... Pre, you know, pre-vax, it was a little sketchy. No, like, yeah, I turned down. I was one of those guys. I went a little bit too hard. I never caught COVID. I got every vaccine. Yeah. I hid out. Uh, I smoked and ate edibles every day and just hid out and uh, barely survived. And then cra- I'm barely crawling my way out of it right now. But, yeah, I wanted to talk about Saturday Live. Dude, I got you for, like, ten more minutes, and then you can go house on this Oh, sandwich. dude, but you yeah, yeah. But keep on pa- picking at it. I'll pick. I'll do a little pick. But uh, I do think the Saturday Night Live stuff is uh, interesting. And, uh, and you know, that's a dream gig. So you, so if anybody knows Dan Licata, he, he worked closely with Joe Parra, helped develop the show, create the style, wrote some sketches, wrote some epic ep- some of the top episodes that they had on it. And then you got picked up. Joe's show like stopped or did you, were you doing both at the same time? It w- it kind of just worked out where second season was completed or maybe it was in po- no, second season was in post production when I got hired at SNL, which was totally random like I didn't apply for the job or anything. They saw me at JFL brought me into audition off of that i was like all right whatever i got nothing else going on like never thinking they would hire me and then they did based off that like 
five minute audition. Oh wow! And, uh, you did the real deal. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I I wouldn't say I knocked it out of the park when I was there. I think I got like two sketches on the two years I was there, but um, you know. It's I described. But you got the gig, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, whatever. And it put food it. on the table. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I do think it's just sick that you did. That, I mean, that's a dream job for any comedy kid, and that you got to experience in that. And and it's such a mainstream show for your style. Just to hang in there for two seasons and get a couple funny things and not completely go bitter. Yeah. Because you kind of and you kind of just did it and you kept it moving and I I think that's dope and. That you weren't looking for, like you, you weren't like I'm trying to be on Saturday Night Live. From the first time I saw you, you weren't doing it. I feel like that's they sort of. There were people at the audition that day that you could tell that it was like this is my dream. This is everything I've been working for my entire yeah my entire comedy career, and I kind of just had the attitude of like yeah whatever I'm I'm just. Oh man, this bee is trying to I know, get in on I my know. I think tomato. You gotta, zen it. you gotta zen this one out and see yeah, what he does. See what he does. Um, but yeah, I think they sense that, like in auditions, like if you're desperate, um, it's not it's not good, and actually is a disservice. Yeah. To you, man. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's Spoken. the thing about eating outside is like yeah. flies and bugs can always fuck it up, but. Being in that hallway, so they said, "Okay, you're gonna do five minutes," and you're like, <laughs> "B wants this bacon so dude, bad." Dude, gonna dude. put honey on that bacon. Yeah, can <laughs> you get can you get West Nile virus from a bee touching your bacon? I don't, I don't know. Should I put a? You could put a napkin. Oh on yeah, it. maybe I'll put a little bacon over here for the bee. Or come over here, B. Come get this. Come you want this. some of this sticky? You want some of this? He doesn't. Oh wait. Okay, there we go. There we go. Go over there. There you go. I'm happy to share. It's just, you know. I think he likes you. He like yeah. He's got a crush on me. They, just, I think they just sense the energy, <laughs> what we what we feel. So I'm going to I'm going to sense you away, B. Yeah. That's all right. Uh, not- is that what it felt like like that's probably the anxiety level of uh doing an SNL audition is a B on your bacon. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's exactly how I would describe it. <laughs> be, imagine a bee on your bacon. Yeah, that's what working at SNL is like. Uh, but There's yeah, always a bee on ha- your bacon. Do you remember that hallway was your heart pounding right before doing that five? Because you literally did the. I'm in front of Lauren. All these writers. Yeah, it's the same place that the host does the monologue on so yeah yeah and i wasn't nervous i was like totally zen and then yes it is like the all right go ahead and do it and then i kind of like you know like the first time you did stand up you kind of blacked out for the first 30 yeah, seconds totally it was like that for like the fir- first 10 seconds and i was kind of on autopilot it was like an out-of-body experience yes and then people tell you they're like they're not gonna laugh like just expect silence but then i started like i got i got a laugh pretty pretty like soon into my set and then i was like oh yeah it's just this is just a normal set and then the rest is history i guess (laughs) (laughs) that's so cool that you got to experience that and you got hired and you did it and you performed it and uh you weren't even looking at it and just to have that yeah but yeah it's almost like the time you almost get a tooth pulled (laughs) like it's like there's just certain moments in life 
where you can't deny the seriousness of the situation. Yeah. But that's exactly when you should deny the seriousness of the situation. Yes. <laughs> to win in that situation is to deny all seriousness of the situation. And you like I I talked to this one guy who had like he was a musician and he had like stage fright and he would take these like beta blockers or whatever before he went on stage every night and I'm like having that little bit of nervous energy is necessary i feel like you know like i totally yeah you i need that i i i it helps me with my performance you know like if i didn't have that little bit of nervous energy i feel like i would be you ever see people who get up there and it's just like they're the same energy off stage as they are on and it's like come on man turn up I know. turn up the gas a little bit you know <laughs> juice Give us some espresso. Uh, no, it's uh, you got to express yourself. And no, dude, I, I mean, I really did go into comedy for the juice and the live performance. And uh, that's what I respect about Saturday Night Live is like that pressure is fun. And yeah, I still get nervous before I perform. It would be weird if I didn't. Um, and then uh, another thing that I was reading about and I've always had anxiety, like I, I, but I didn't ever say it when I was young. And I think that's why I smoke so much cannabis is that I'm cutting, like it's a way of me dealing with anxiety. But I read something about, do you know about like anxiety leads to greatness? Like, in, or, you gotta be worried. All yeah. I'm saying is it's like, I'm a hippy dippy uh, peace love freak in my heart. But at the same time, a little bit of worry a little bit of, uh, you know, oh, shit, it's yeah. about to go down. Yeah. It helps you arise to the occasion, I guess. I totally believe that. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like people who are, I think a, a, a tinge of self-doubt, too, is, is helpful. You know, I think if if I ever encounter someone who's, like, a little too just, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm the man. I got this shit. They call what? him yeah. Mr. Touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> the quarterback of the campus. Yeah, yeah, I used to always say, like, that overconfident, like, of course we're going to do this. Yes. Yeah. You know it. <laughs> All the time, I'm going to put a spiral right down. We're going to win this game. And hey, uh, no, you got to have a little bit. And I, with my meditation, is like, Learning to live in the moment just like has cut down everything. Are you on some Eckhart Tolle? Are you are you do you, are, are you doing meditation at all? I don't meditate. I I feel like just listening to music is my form of meditation. <laughs> and uh, you know, power trip. Hell yeah. Do you headbang? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I mean, I I. It's a young man's game, you know what I mean? You yeah. definitely wake up with the bang over sometimes, or you're like, oh, fuck, my neck's all stiff and shit. I got to go to the chiropractor. But, uh, yeah. Uh, man, God, so, not to keep bring it back to Godflesh, but that was yeah. so cool because it was like you could kind of dance and groove to it. So, like... I kind of enjoy that. I, there's something like oh, about being in your four. Yeah, you know, the being in your 30s, and it's like, I don't want to just run full speed into a bunch of other sweaty dudes. No. I kind of want to, like, groove a little bit. Man, I sound like an old man, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I like to groove a little bit, too, nowadays, you know? I don't like to get punched in the face. I don't <laughs> like to have my tooth move two centimeters to the left after a show anymore. <laughs> Uh, yeah, aggressive music is kind of trip, but it is fun. 
and uh, thrashing is fun. I get it, dude. I love old Black Sabbath. I love metal. I play guitar. Like I and I love and and, and the headbanging thing. Like my one, we had Adam Dubin who directed the Beastie Boys "Fight for Your Right" uh, oh, yeah. video. He also directed uh, uh, Metallica's "Nothing Else Matters." Hell like yeah, like, dude! But he did this thing where in the Beasties they had the the orthodox dudes in the front row uh-huh. when they're when they're rocking out and they had them head banging like this you know worrying at the wall and we were talking like there is something to that like i do think music the last episode uh napoleon i had email uh we were talking about like hip-hop is like mantras like i do think music is mantras and i think metal music is mantras you're literally like programming your subconscious in some way yeah and uh part of that is just like you know just feeling it yeah feeling it in your body and your soul damn music is mantras i i that's my new mantra (laughs) (laughs) music is mantras man and dancing is to pump blood through your heart uh so you can pump the bacon right out (laughs) (laughs) dude this is this is this was almost like a challenge like uh this almost feels it's like do do a podcast while there's a a delicious plate of food in front of you and like challenge yourself not to just fully go uh cookie monster style (laughs) (laughs) i know this is total but we're wrapping it up dad you know no no good we're at 45 minutes i'll put some funky beats i'm trying to film some b-roll i'll film some stuff of of the sandwich a little bit in my toast let's enjoy our food shout out to milk and roses uh, this is in Greenpoint. It's a nice restaurant, and they have a great backyard. Uh, if you're ever around here sleepy and want to smoke a joint and eat amazing bacon sandwiches and peanut butter French toast, this is the spot. Yeah, it's uh, the bites I've had of this have been top tier. <laughs> you can have all the bites. Anything you want to <laughs> give a shout out to before we le- le- do? You want to uh, plug anything? Uh, I mean, stay tuned for my special. It probably won't be out for for a few months, uh, and where it'll land, we're not totally sure as of yet. But just follow me at Dan Licata Sucks on both Twitter, Instagram, all that shit, and you know. Watch the special when it comes out, please. <laughs> That's it. Dan Licata, man. Thank you for doing this. I love so you. Thanks for, for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Uh, peace and love, everybody. That's it. We're done.